welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. And this week, we have my friend Melinda Sims of Mel Shirelle Paper and Company joining us. She brings it with some tips and tricks that are sure to propel you forward in your dreams. And I can't wait for you to meet her. Hey, Melinda. Hello, Kelsey. How are you doing? Great. I am so excited to have you on the Radiant Podcast. You have just created something so beautiful. I really believe our conversation today is going to be powerful and encouraging for our listeners. I would love for you to start by sharing your story, telling us who you are, what to do, how you founded Mel Sherelle Paper and Company, and all the twists and pivots it turns getting there. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm so excited to be with you today and just talk, to just be able to share my story um, because it's actually the seed for it was planted at this point um, six years ago. Because when when I first moved to Washington, D.C. for my job, my career job at the time, um, I'm a first generation professional and it um, it started off just I, I went in there, I applied for an internship and was then put into like a trial by fire experience where, you know, it was like short staff, everyone was doing like double work. And then I was responsible for managing these programs and creating programs. And then that internship turned into a permanent position. And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And so here I am fresh out of grad school, um, managing these multi-million dollar programs for the federal government, working with seasoned professionals. And I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, you know, you have your formal training and stuff, but when you do things, when you're like, wow, am I equipped for this? And you think to yourself, well, I am because I'm here, but how can I, how can I best prepare myself for what's to come? And how can I really, you know, when you, how can you overcome the imposter syndrome, right? Um, but then at the same time, I also knew that I didn't have the resources to be able to grow into a leader. I didn't have a network. I didn't have, um, the, the money <laughs> we can start there. <laughs> you start low on the totem pole, didn't have the money. Um, so I really started, um, just writing in my planner. I've always been a writer and educator by trade. That's my background. And so I just use my planner to kind of take notes of things that, friends and mentors and things that I came across, books I read, podcasts, YouTube videos. And then over time, it became my own personal development plan and personal learning plan. And then I, you know, was given more work and entrusted with more responsibility and um, things grew from there. And so when I married and left my career job, I decided to finally pursue this idea of mine, Nelshrell um, Paper and created the Pinnacle Planner to kind of have and encourage women, especially to, for us to be much more than taskmasters, um, to kind of walk in alignment and grow while we are doing, you know, our daily responsibility. Cause there's a lot of demands on our time for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So how long, you know, you moved to DC, you were the first professional in your family. Yeah. Um, can you kind of go into that more? That's incredible. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Um, it's just, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, the first person to graduate college the, and, you know, that was, that was a feat in itself. And then pursuing my master's degree was just like, wow, really? Oh my goodness. You know, that was, that was, um, a huge accomplishment. My family was so proud. And so to even then go from that aspect to then working in DC, at the, you know, for a the U.S. State Department and doing what I was doing and traveling to all these countries was just completely like mind blowing. Right. Like, you know, that that kind of that set a new precedent um, within just familial cycles. And so I'm actually proud to be able to say that and do that because that's what that was one of my um, just goals always growing up. I have four sisters. I'm one one of four girls. So, you know, it's been one of those journeys where it's like, no, I, I definitely want to do this for my younger siblings for sure. Oh, that is so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. So it sounds like within that career, you were per, put, put into your first visible leadership role, right? Correct. And yeah. you started looking for these materials. What, where did you start? Because I think a lot of our listeners are right there. Like, how do I even step right. into leadership within my own, within my day job, much less building my own business. So I love this question so much because where I started actually was with myself. Um, I sat down with myself, you know, and let me back up really quickly. When you, when you go into these, um, when I went into my career prior to doing that, I had this, what I call a gap year or two, I think it turned into two years, but like, um, prior, after graduate, after my undergraduate school and before graduate school, I was actually working in the public relations event planning space. And because that's what I got my undergrad degree in, um, majored in journalism and I hated it. I could not stand it. I was like, (laughs) whoa, wait, hold on. I don't like this. I can't see myself making a career out of this. So I actually took, um, time off, um, and became a nanny. And the idea behind that was to only do that for, you know, six months or a little time, you know, until I found like my next thing and it ended up sticking and I did it for two years, which was much longer than I anticipated, but I ended up loving it. And during those two years, I did a lot of soul searching. I did a lot of identity kind of discovery at that point in my life. Cause I was at a crossroads at that point. And, um, I learned myself. I learned what I wanted. I learned what I didn't want. I learned what I was going to be courageous enough to pursue. And I put all of that together and then researched a career and then decided that's when I decided to commit to going to graduate school for um, English language teaching and then pursue a career in education. And that's what stuck ever since. And that's when I found my calling. And so that's actually why I started the Pinnacle Planner with that information of getting, there's an entire page where you get to know yourself again. And I encourage people to do that because that's actually where I started. Oh, I love that. Well, let's, let's camp out there for a second. Cause I think especially some of our young listeners, like I too, we, we have such a similar story. Got out of college. Um, I went straight into like a missions program. Oh, no, 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 I didn't. Um, I got out of college and I nannied first. I went to a missions program overseas, came back and nannied, you know, like I, and then after nannying was a barista for a year. So I call these like my post-college finding myself years. Yeah, and I yeah. think 
when we get out with our bachelor's degree, or maybe you didn't go to college, but you thought it, you had it all figured out. And then you realize, oh, shoot, I don't. Um, it can be kind of like, oh, no, where do I start? So how how was your kind of self-talk during that season? Because mine wasn't so great at times, you know? Um, I experienced a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And, like my, I'm type A by nature. So I like to have, you know, a plan or some sort of idea of what's to come or at least preparing or working towards something. And so to have that feeling of being in limbo was very um, anxiety driven, like very unnerving. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was very confused for a good, a lot, a good portion of it because I was like, hold on. Like it was at that point where nothing, I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't content. I was, I I don't want to say I was unhappy, but I was just uneasy and unsettled. And I'm like, this is not life. I know life is much grander than this, much more beautiful. Life can flow. I know it can. There was just this hope in me that I knew that there was something bigger than what that situation was. And so it even got so serious for me to the point to where it's like, I changed my social circle. You know, I didn't want particular I had to kind of think about the energy and the things that I were, the activities that I was doing, the people that I was hanging out with. Um, and I just started to kind of, I not necessarily isolate myself, but did much more uh, reading and journaling, which I've always done. Um, and, but did more um, different activities. So I did do my first study abroad. Um, I did a missions trip. I went to Africa and that was like life-changing Um, And just did other, just did different things um, to kind of explore myself and what I liked. And that, that there is what kind of opened a new path for me, brought new people in my life, opened resources that I never exposed me to different things. And so I think that's what helped me um, kind of have a better uh, self-talk during that process. And so slowly but surely, um, I became confident in the unknown. I love this conversation because (laughs) I very much lived it. I've lived it then and I've relived it again this year, you know? And so I think, especially as on, as an entrepreneur, you're going to have these like reinvention years, but even like that post-college experience, I would love to one day write a book called like, don't make it mean what it doesn't mean. Like we have yes. these slow seasons and we think, oh my God, my identity forever is that I'm going to like, I, I'm never going to dream again. I have no idea what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I just was really hard on myself for not having it all figured out for having a college degree and not using it and not being, you know, like, you know, already on my track in my career for success. Um, but sometimes those slow seasons give you the time and space for those dreams to awaken in you. And without the margin created in those slower seasons where you give yourself permission to do it a little differently than you planned, those dreams that were on a shelf come back to life or Mm -hmm. new dreams awaken. And so every time I've had these seasons, I totally spiral at some point in them, but Mm -hmm. I come back home to 
oh, wow, out of this quiet space, some of my most successful ideas and projects and what's next aha moments come to life. And it's like, why do I have to relearn this lesson? Like, can I just enjoy it once it gets slow for a second? But um, the beauty, and I don't know if this happens to you, but the beauty in the spirals in each new season is you know how to get out of them. Like, I feel like you, you need your ebbs and flows, but but for me, this, the spirals are shorter for sure. I don't stay in there long anymore. Um, and sometimes I, sometimes you just need the spiral to kind of a bit of like, you know, venting, maybe. Yeah, totally. you know, a little dramatic moment. And they were like, okay, now I'm back. You know, it makes this self-talk at this point much easier to get out of. Totally. And I, again, like, History's history is faith building. So if you can look back on the first round of figuring it out and say, I, I, I did figure it out. I mm-hmm. actually was propelled into what was next and it was even better than I could have expected. You know, the next time it happens and the next time it happens, you're like, it's going to be okay. And that was me two years ago. Um, when I started my business, cause I actually, so like I worked in DC for, you know, I had my career job for some time and then, um, I got married. So I stepped away from my career because my husband works overseas 10 months out of the year. And so, you know, we didn't want to be apart anymore. Yeah. Um, so that alone in itself was actually a huge, it was a much bigger life transition than I expected it to be just from an identity standpoint, because like you mentioned earlier, you know, it's just like, I was hard on myself for not pursuing a degree and, you know, my field and a career, in my degree field and all this stuff. And so when I didn't have a career job anymore. And I was like, wow. Okay. So I'm at that point I put in air quotes, I'm just a wife. But then I was like, wait, hold on. You know, I had to figure out who I was in this new space of being a wife and what that meant. And then I kind of got adjusted to that, you know, and I'm still adjusting, right? <laughs> like Absolutely. there's no, there's no end game to that, but then, then adding entrepreneur and business owner to it. So kind of still in that transition of shifting to those new roles and those new spaces. But like you also mentioned, that transition is much more, it's much less scary. It's still scary. Um, it's still uneasy at times, but the, the uneasiness, you, you get used to it. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. You become comfortable with that uneasiness, knowing that it will yield something better than you expect. If you can yeah. ride it out versus like yeah. go kicking and screaming. Sometimes, I mean, it works out when we kick and scream too a lot of the time, yeah. but you might as well enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, but, and what I will say, I don't get anxiety. I used to have anxiety attacks <laughs> my post-college um, time when I was just confused and didn't, you know, have the unknown, but now I don't anymore. And that's, actually a huge accomplishment. I'm excited about it. Yeah, that is a huge accomplishment. I was actually just at a retreat um, with, you know, 32 young leaders and so anxiety was such a conversation. And these are people that, you know, I walked in the room and I'm like, these women are superstars, you know, and we're all, we were all struggling with it. And we've all talked about how to manage that. How did you get your anxiety wrangled to a place where you don't at least maybe you still struggle with anxiety, but don't have anxiety attacks anymore. Was that mm-hmm. some of the, I know balance is a passion of yours within this kind of leadership space and that some of the exercises within the pinnacle planner, how did you get there? Yeah, no, for sure. And, um, and one of the premise behind just Mel Sherrill paper and company and the pinnacle planner itself 
is, and it says leadership, but it's, it's leading, leading yourself first so that you can be an influencer, impactful leader for others. Um, and so I'll always go back to self. And for me, it combating uh, my anxiety attacks was a healthier lifestyle. So as far as just eating and monitoring how my body responded to particular things, exercise, um, hydration. I just feel like hydration or dehydration in that case is often overlooked, especially among women. Um, it just makes such a huge difference just in everything and, you know, minerals and making sure I was getting all of that stuff from good quality sources and that alone and electrolytes. I am such an ambassador for electrolytes. Like I just think those are the greatest things because those make such a huge difference in just overall health. Um, disclaimer, I am not a certified anything for, for nutrition. I'm, you know, just sharing my, my experience, but that alone helped. And then, um, I just managed, and like I said before, journaling, writing and reading, I took, I made those a priority. I stopped the hustle and bustle of things because that's what I was used to. I grew up, you know, in Atlanta from LA and then lived in DC. So I was kind of used to these hustle and bustle environments and lifestyles. And I slowed that down tremendously. You know, I was like, okay, I'm working against my natural rhythm. I'm working against my natural, um, desire for how to live life. And so, yeah, I changed it all. I too. Yeah. A lot for me has been diet, journaling, prayer, change of pace. I mean, it has been an all encompassing quest Mm -hmm. to wrangle my anxiety because I think living in the fast lane, you know, I'm an Enneagram seven. I like to go fast, Mm -hmm. but it's not, um, conducive to the life I want of peace and joy and fullness of true experiences, not just quick taste of bliss, you know? And so I really have had to change a lot of my habits and, you know, one thing we did have a conversation at this retreat of, I'm not saying that for someone who, I'm not saying all of these external remedies are going to be the remedy for everyone. Some people need medication and I'm not trying to diminish that um, because I want anyone to get the help they need to manage that. But for me, um, journaling became a huge practice and I'm not a big journaler. Like I don't want to journal for 25 minutes a day, but you know, the radiant journal came out of that. I, you know, just Mm -hmm. developed this simple practice of grateful for believing for reflecting on every morning. And that became such an important part of my day to like set the tone for the day with gratitude and what I'm believing God for all the things. So tell us more about kind of what is in the pinnacle planner, your heart behind it, everything that, um, you've learned through your experience, you know, I know you said kind of that started with yourself. There were a lot of one-off programs or courses or workshops you could take to better yourself, but you wanted something that could be like more accessible, done daily. Tell us about it. Yeah. So when, and my, just from my experience, what I've seen is that just the idea or topic of leadership seems, um, arduous or out of reach for those that are new into their career or recently graduating, or even if you're doing a life transition and you're trying to look for something new, becoming a leader seems like it's just 
this long process and especially with the resources that are out there and what I found, um, it was just a lot of it was catered to a particular group that ha- was already experienced. And, you know, at the, at that time, like I said, this seed for the pinnacle planner, you know, I was a recent graduate first, first, um, generation professional. Um, also, you know, the only woman of color in my office at the time doing what I was doing. And so it was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of boxes that I didn't relate to with the other groups that I was a part of. And so I wanted to create something in which people understood that becoming a leader is an everyday thing. It's entwined in everything that you do, especially more specifically, just how you manage your days and essentially walking and working in alignment. And so that's what the pinnacle planner entails. It is an entire sequential system so that you are coached each and every week on your starting point, your core, so that you're operating from that. I mean, cause everyone, we, we're all, we all have a job to do. We all have bills to pay and we all have, you know, things we want to complete, but we don't have to do it to where our soul isn't being fed um, from it. And so that's the entire premise with the pinnacle planner is like there, there are active exercises and worksheets within it. I mean, it's simple. That's another thing that I often found too, is that like our, especially as women, we have so much going on. <laughs> we have a lot of things pulling out our time and attention. It's like, excuse me, but I do not, you know, I can't, my brain can't function on like a gazillion trackers and questions and check marks. I can't do that. Right. Like there are some days where it's like, my days are so busy. All I can do is write one word to just remember to call that person back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. And so that's why the pinnacle planner is designed the way it is. Um, as far as being simple. And then each month you go through 12 leadership traits. So for instance, January is the month of vision. We're spending, you spend an entire month just doing one thing to highlight and be clear on your vision. So at the end of the month, you have something concrete to work from. And then February is the month, month of courage to actively work up to pursuing your vision. Cause that's, that's scary too. When you have some people are, you know, it's difficult to want to even admit that you have this vision for your life, especially when you, you've been used to living a certain way or doing certain things after a while. So pursuing something new is scary, especially the unknown. And so, you know, none of this, the pinnacle planner is meant to gradually introduce these concepts so that you're not hitting everything, you know, trial by fire, a cold turkey, because, and that, cause that leads to quitting for the most part, right? Like, you know, and so it's a gradual, so you have vision, courage, um, discipline in March, April is focus. Uh, May is insight. June is the skill of listening. July is initiative. August is commitment. September is character, October is teachability, November is generosity, and, and December is motivation. And then at the end of the planner, you're asked, you know, how to, what would you tell your younger self? What have you learned? And how do you see your, your following your going? And then it's, you know, there's other exercises such as your network and assessing that and who is in your circle already, or who do you think you might need in your circle? And then there's reading lists. So there's all of these things in one book to kind of keep you or the person together and in line. 
I mean, this is an incredible resource for $32. (laughs) I am just like, wow, this is pretty incredible. And so I love like your heart behind what you've put together. Um, It's just so cool. And I love even on your website that you have like your blog is called the leader's lounge. Like I totally thought that was going to be a program to, um, you know, upsell something, but I really love your heart to make these resources accessible. And that's obviously fine. If you do have a program, I do, you know, but but I love that you've just this have, have this heart to equip women. So what are some like success stories you've seen with the pinnacle planner and really women utilizing this or men to um, kind of get in alignment with what works for them? I love the word alignment. And I love that you said that. Um, what are some of those stories? Yeah, no, one was so exciting. I had a customer testimonial, um, two weeks ago at this point where she wrote, so each month, um, I call it the monthly dashboard. There's a monthly spread, um, on one page and then the other page you write your monthly promise to yourself. And then there is a monthly affirmation and then a monthly checklist. And you just kind of go over, you know, there's three preset tasks as far as, you know, organize and declutter, review your finances and schedule all um, appointments at this point. But, you know, this particular customer, she had, you know, get, get a job by the end of the month or something. She wrote something specific and she said one month to the day is when she, she got that. She was able to check that off and she was mind blown. Yeah. She was like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> it was one month to the day. And, and I was like, yes. And that's in this, that's that in itself. And there's been other instances of that or um, another customer shared that she, she was awakened out of, from her, you know, just her current routine in her life. And she was finally awakened and encouraged on what it was that she really wanted to do. And she realized that she was in a toxic and unhealthy environment. So those two things, I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly it. So it is working. Like, <laughs> and this is worth pursuing. Yeah. That is so cool. So how have you stayed motivated in your journey? You know, you um, left your career from nine mm-hmm. to five, um, mm-hmm. started this journey as a wife and mm-hmm. discovered kind of this passion to empower and equip women through the pinnacle planner. What does that look like? Because I know entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. Um, Ooh. you probably had to at least, if not now start as a one man show, you know, I would love for you to shed light on what that journey's looked like for, um, our listeners, because, you know, we think one thing I kind of kept coming back to this weekend as I was reflecting is like, we get through a hard season and we're like, Whoo, that's it. I weathered it. It's on the up and up from here. And then it kind of, it's like these mountains and valleys and it's not a linear journey to success. And so I would love for you to just share. Yeah, no. So you are not kidding about the entrepreneurship not being for the faint of heart because goodness gracious, it is exhausting. Um, there was one point and I even wrote a blog post about it, just how to combat mental fatigue. Cause I, and it, it started with the fact that I was flying back in town from a business trip and the taxi driver asked me which route I wanted to take. And I couldn't even tell him because I was like, I cannot even make a decision right now. Please don't ask. Like, <laughs> yeah. <it was> like, <laughs> Seriously. Mental fatigue. Perfect word. Like, yes. Oh my God. I, w- I was like, please, I cannot think. And so it was one of those, um, 
And I actually felt that coming on. And so I took a week off last week just to kind of decompress and you go, get girl. my mind back. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and I do that now unapologetically. I'm like, you know, what I, what I do tell myself is that um, my pace is my pace. My time is in how things are supposed to unfold is my time. And so I definitely do not participate in the comparison game in any way, shape or form. Um, because my path is my own. So I tell myself that now because before the first year out, oh my gosh, I came out the gate running feet, feet to the ground. And, you know, even my husband was kind of like, what are you doing? Cause I'd wake up at three in the morning, be going nonstop, you know, getting all of this stuff done. And it was cool. And I had a lot of, you know, I did a kind of a review of everything that I accomplished and I was pretty proud of myself. I was like, okay, this is good. This is a good pace, but that was unsustainable. And I had to, at the top of this year, I had to really kind of reflect on a sustainable pace and what I could manage and what I could do um, while also running a debt-free company, which is very difficult. Yes, girl. Yeah. Especially (laughs) with products like planners. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's another lesson in itself is just like, whoa, hold on. Um, and, and truthfully in this, in this, I promise this isn't a plug, but it's the planner that's helped me kind of maintain my, um, focus on what's important for me. Yeah. Totally. You know, I, yeah. I've written it down and I'm like, you know what, Melinda, who cares if some of this stuff may take five, 10, 15, 20 years, pace yourself. And, and at the, and what I tell people too, is my, my marriage and my family come before my business. So if my business needs, if there's a couple days where I need to take off, I'm taking them, right? So I can be whole and present and engaged for, for my family. That is incredible that yeah. you have run a debt-free product-based company. I don't think, I'm going to repeat that because of that little <laughs> drop. I don't think people realize how hard that is. And I definitely, I will be honest, I've got myself into business debt and climbing out is so much harder than getting into it in the first place. So, you know, there is no shame for someone who needs to take a business loan or has taken one or borrows money from family. There is no shame in that. I'm just saying it is much harder to climb out than to get back to get in in the first place. And so I also know what it's like to probably order 500 journals from China. And so um, <laughs> it's expensive. And yeah. uh, you think you're getting a price on a journal and then it's like, Oh, but here's all the taxes to import it. And mm-hmm. so um, I just I get it. Um, how have you I know one of your passions has been how does one start their dream? Um, how do, when they need to bankroll it, like how, what would your advice be to someone who needs cash to get their dream off the ground? Um, because we have a lot of these online businesses and we can pop up a website for a couple hundred bucks with a template. And I'm very for like bootstrap it until you make some money. But what happens if your idea requires money? Yeah. So that's a great question because, um, so my, my greatest piece of advice is to take your time, <laughs> take your time and save. So I actually saved for two years um, before launching. And, um, you know, I worked with my husband too. And that, you know, if you have a partner, if you have someone in your life who, you know, will support you, then it's so important to talk to them about it and establish a consistent budget. So we created it to the point to where funding the business was an additional line item 
um, you know, thankfully we, we manage our budget. So it, we don't have a lot of kind of, you know, bills, unnecessary bills, right. We kind of, we live very minimally and simply, um, while still being comfortable. And so in our mind, the business was an additional kind of line item for us to kind of contribute to and and quote unquote invest in. Um, so that's how we saw it. I yeah love that. Yeah. And we, and just, I just did my research and granted, like you said, there were, there are times, especially now where, um, I'm getting just tired and like, I'm like, I need help. I need help. You know? And I, and I kind of, uh, spent more than I needed to (laughs) as far as just kind of, whether that was hiring contractors or like doing something, hiring someone simply just because I just didn't want to do it. (laughs) Yeah. I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have spent that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, there, there have been plenty of those moments. And so that's another one of those things where, um, I came back and it's just like, okay, reassess, what am I going to have to pause on? What am I going to have to hold off on? Um, what can I afford to do now? Yeah. To stay beneath the dress threshold. Yeah. I love your honesty there. And I really, really love that you just said, I saved for two years. Like that's sometimes what it takes. And I think we all get a little scared that our idea will pass us by if we don't launch it right this second. Um, but if you truly believe in the concept of abundance, you will trust that your place in the world will still be there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that again, it is really easy to look around and be like, but they're doing something like me and they're doing something like me and they're doing something like me. And it's true. There's nothing new under the sun, but Mm -hmm if we believe that it's our unique essence and what we carry that sets us apart, there's always going to be room, whether it's in six months or two years or five years or 10 years. And so um, I've had to learn that lesson too, because I want to do things right now. Sometimes that's out of excitement. Sometimes that's out of fear that I'm going to miss my opportunity. But I love that you said you saved for two years because realistically that is sometimes what it takes. And I actually just sat with someone this weekend, Charlena of Grit and Virtue, if anyone follows along with her, I'm sure we have yeah, some cross-pollinated audiences. And she said she sat on her idea for, I think, at least a year. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I want to rush everything I do into the world. And I, there is something to learn and slowing down and prayerfully, meditationally, whatever your route is on thinking that through your mm-hmm. process, you know. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, it's like once it's time to finally execute. um, And this is something I talk about too, as far as the visualization technique, but once it's time to execute, you've already lived it so much in your head that it's so smooth. And there's such a calm with execution that, um, that comes with taking your time that comes with the slowdown. So Um, I'm definitely a proponent of that for sure. And like, even you mentioned earlier when you're like, you know, you get excited from the rush of doing that. Cause I, I had to catch myself a couple of times doing that. Um, it's like, well, they're doing it and they're doing it and they're doing it. But then I had a perspective shift. I was like, oh, well they are doing it so I can learn from them. What do I, what, what have they done or what mistakes did they, are they admitting to making that I can learn from and not do myself? So 
I, yes, 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 yes. I could just talk to you all day long about this. So what's ahead for the Pinnacle Planner? I want to hear it all because I think our listeners are going to fall in love with you and your just honesty, transparency, your heart to equip women. Tell us more. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So we're, I'm so excited to be able to announce the second launch. So the 2020 Planner is launching September 9th. And I'm excited just to bring um, stickers along with the planner. We have fun cloth bags this time. Um, I'm just so grateful for everyone who believed in the planner. The last year was our very my very first launch, very first book. Like I don't have any, I don't have a business background. I don't have a marketing background. Just kind of learned all of this stuff on my own. And so to have a community that supported through purchasing or just following um, made it possible to provide the second round. Um, with new additions and new add-ons. Um, and I do also sub- do week or monthly. I did weekly emails to my community, but I'm going to have to uh, slow that down and do, go back to just monthly emails um, to my community as far as coaching is concerned. And the hope is to one day um, have a program. So that, yeah, that's what puts in the works. For that the is amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I too love hearing just like the simple nuances of what you're saying is, hey, I had to move from a weekly email to a monthly email. Yeah. That's because <laughs> of caring for your soul. So good for you. Like, I think for our listeners who are reading between the lines on that, like we have to figure out what works for us in this whole season for me has been about simplifying. So it's been looking at every part of my business and saying, what is life giving and what is killing me because if I don't have the energy to put into the most important parts of my business, because I'm over here, you know, posting three times a day on Instagram and trying to think through captions, sorry, can't do it. Not going to work for me, not moving the needle most of my business. And so, yes, I think like we have got to learn to pace ourselves so we can carry our vision for 20, 30, 40 years versus going fast and burning out in six months or two years, you know? And so I just love, um, it sounds like you really have a handle on being attuned to like what you need to carry this vision with longevity. And so Thank you. I love, that. <laughs> yeah, I love this conversation, girl. Um, okay. Where can everyone find you? Where can they find the pinnacle planner? Tell us all the things. Yeah, no, definitely. You can find me and the Pinnacle Planner. Um, and the new Pinnacle Planner name is Sunset Boulevard. It was voted Ooh, on by the community. I love and that. They, they voted on five different color options. And so Sunset Boulevard was the one that won this year. Um, but you can find us at morethanaplan.com or at the Pinnacle Planner on Instagram and Facebook. Girl, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. And I know you're going to have some radiant tribe gals coming on over. Thank you, Kelsey. Appreciate it. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other.